0: Okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming back to um, the Creating the Pack the Legacy podcast show. And of course, I'm Mary Lynn Harris with Heart at Work. And my guest today is Catherine Auli I think that's how you pronounce her last name. And um, she's a happiness coach. So um, I'm really delighted to meet you, Catherine, and uh, all the way from Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah, right? lovely yeah that's yeah. right very yeah. good lovely okay to be here. <laughs> yeah likewise so we were just talking earlier about how zoom is so wonderful because you get to meet people from around the world and yet some people are kind of zoomed out so as you mentioned zoom they all take off so anyway but I'm glad that Catherine came and so that's good so Catherine please introduce yourself and tell the people how to you get started doing what you're doing
1: Okay, so thanks, um, Mary Lynn. Yeah, so nice to be here, and so nice to be yeah even on Zoom uh, talking to you today. Uh, I am, uh, I am a happiness at work coach, but my focus is on work. Okay. So uh, that's my focus, and how I came to do this work. Well, I've been interested in this area for some years now. Mm-hmm. Of well-being and and uh happiness at work i have a a background in research so i have Mm -hmm. an academic background and but my particular focus initially was on how uh workplaces can help facilitate uh their employees to be happy and well at work which which Mm -hmm. is which is an important focus and i had done research in that area and actually had started a, a company with my a husband um, in yeah. that area which we still we are still running but my particular move to coaching uh, results out of my own experience probably about six years ago I got what I described as my dream job. You know <laughs> it was the job that I was worried you know someone was gonna pinch me and I was gonna wake up from and, and that you know it's a um this isn't real and it was just a wonderful job it was so satisfying it was helping students and I was I was just a, a wonderful team and I was amazed to have it mm-hmm. and really really enjoying it and then after about a year I realized that there were certain elements that were a bit repetitive and I was getting a little bit bored at times mm-hmm. I think as we all do yeah however um, I love the job still so I continued with it over the next couple of years though we were restructured a number of times I lost track of how many times and mm-hmm. and that was very challenging and as a result after starting my job three years later I was loving it went to feeling miserable and I just didn't know what to do about it I was looking around for some way to turn it around I just couldn't find that support ultimately I did leave my job Mm -hmm. when I left I after a while I sort of regrouped and Mm -hmm. I (laughs) being a researcher I I had actually started a piece of research before I left and I pulled it together, and I'd it was i interviewed people who had had fun in every job they've ever had.
0: Mm. Um,
1: you know, they're kind of experts in enjoying right. their work, and they right. were from in their 30s into their 60s, so there was a, a wide range of work experience, and I, I looked deeply, really, at their secrets. I wanted to know their secrets for both myself and others, yeah. and really, that piece of re- research was very, very uh, interesting to me, and it really helped me to sort of think gosh this is interesting maybe I can use this to help others right and that's really what the foundation is for the starting this coaching
0: mm-hmm. helping
1: people who are unhappy in their jobs to to, to move through that
0: right right yeah yeah I so, know it's it's always challenging you know we're at we have a job that we love and yet somewhere down the track you know something happens right was there anything particular to for you in your situation or was it just just because it was so, some aspects of it was so repetitive for you.
1: Yes, well, it was, it was that in the sense. And I think, you know, looking back, I mean, one of the things that came out of my research was that people who are good at enjoying their work, they're always, always tweaking, really, even mm-hmm. if it's unconscious.
0: You know? yeah. And
1: so looking back, when I started to feel bored, but there were there were things that I could have done yeah. but I just didn't have that awareness or those skills um, and then as it progressed really with the restructures for me and I know uh, sometimes workload is a big issue for right. people well, often it is right. for me um, it wasn't so much workload as isolation mm. social isolation and that really led to burnout a couple of times for me right. um, I was sort of isolated out of my team and working very much on my own and that that really was one of the issues and uh, again I didn't necessarily have the tools and awareness to think to sort of think that through right yes yeah, so for that yeah th- those uh you hear a lot about burnout um and it's often as I say work related but right also you know there can be other factors
0: mm. Mm, yeah burnout can be not just you're tired of your job or anything it could be just maybe something going on personally in your life too right that shows up right yeah so. yes
1: and i think often we're juggling a lot so i was talking right. to a woman last night um who had had that experience so she had been working part-time but mm-hmm. that part-time load was equivalent to a full-time <laughs> load yeah. she had three children at home under five and, and a very unwell mother Yeah, and so this all combined to create a a burnout situation for her and a lot of anxiety right and obviously we can perhaps sustain something like that for a short length of time but over time that's when it you know it it, it impacts us physically emotionally you know the whole package and and we have to do something about that
0: yeah 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 it's just sort of like um doesn't matter if you're at home and you're in that sandwich situation, you got your kids and your mother, and then you got this job, even though it's supposed to be part-time, you're kind of feeling like that, not that big, thick cheeseburger anymore. You're kind of like a thin
1: sandwich (laughs) (laughs) that's right you do and you become depleted don't you and I think one of the things that I find from both my own experience and also clients that I work with is that when you get to that point you often you're feeling stuck I think stuck feels like a good word because you kind of stuck in place all you can really see what's in front of you Mm -hmm. it's very hard to think about possibilities for the future and what you might do differently and and I think that's was my situation I was looking around for some help but I didn't quite know who to reach out to right and I so yeah so I guess for me what I feel is I would want to do is to be able to be that person to walk beside people who are in that stuck situation right. to help them have hope and possibility and see yeah. a way forward and and for me it's very practical There's some very practical strategies we we can use there. Yeah. right right
0: um, so what do you think um now that you're looking back at the situation what are some things that you think that employers um or employees can do to help overcome that stuckness or that breakdown
1: sure sure well I think that the first thing that if, if I was look, looking but <laughs> you know going to tell myself yeah. back then was to just just take a pause yeah. because I think often we you know we, we we want to do a good job we want to work hard we're in this sort of miserable state and we don't it's really hard to look at that mm-hmm. you know and and I think often one of the things I did was I tried to Sort of push on be positive you know right. and i like bright clothes i'd wear bright clothes to work and i'd be right. smiling and you know probably no one knew how i felt right and i i sort of thought somehow that that was going to and it didn't it sort of helped in a very superficial way to help right. me to get me to work but it didn't really change things you know the old right. adage if you do the same thing over and over again, it's not, you it know, do- doesn't get you anywhere different. Right. So I think that would be the first thing that I would encourage people to do. If you're feeling this stuck and you can't see a way forward, yes, positive, being positive is a good thing. However, we also need to acknowledge that emotion that we're feeling. Why are we yeah. feeling miserable? And take some time out to think it through.
0: Right, right. So is there anything the employer could have done better for
1: you? Yeah, it was, it was tricky at the time because of the restructures. I did look mm. to my managers and I think, you know, they were going through their own struggles at the time. Yeah. I think personally, um, looking back, if I'd had some some better skills around communicating
0: mm-hmm. what
1: was going on to my managers, then we might have been able to move forward together more productively, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, I can't, I mean, I had frustration with my manager at the time, but looking back, they were in a very difficult position too. Right. Yes, but I think dialogue, being open to dialogue,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: being, yeah, as a manager, you know, being open to dialogue, particularly around times of change. Right. we, we all can upskill in that, I think, both, mm-hmm. you know, management and yeah. individuals. Mm. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I would imagine, like, they're going through their own challenges, but that doesn't excuse them to say, oh, well, they're fine, right? Because, you know, if they're yeah. going through a hard time, imagine the employees are going through a hard time, right?
1: Yes, yes, that's yeah. right. And yeah. I think, to be fair to, to the situation I was in, I think in the using... the the people that I was working with were doing their best to do that yeah uh, but we can always we can always improve and be more open but I think you know that was where I think for me you know we there is I I'm, an, I'm a sociologist yep. by trade, so I recognize <laughs> structures and power and play right. and that those impact on employees. Mm. Um, but sometimes I think as employees, we you know we don't have a lot of control over what's going on there. Right. So I suppose what I encourage people to do is think about, well, what do we have some control on? Because when we feel stuck, we don't have much control. What right. do we have control on? And it might be that we have some control in the situation around how we might communicate Um you know right. some of our needs, right? And you know we, yeah. So that that would be what I would encourage too to, to have a look at and see what we can do.
0: Mm-hmm. So with that communication, if you had better communication, so doing the work you're doing now, do you have do you help people communicate better? Is
1: that part of your coaching? <laughs> yes, I see that as a really important part, and it starts by identifying ways that. um some of the the ways perhaps we we initially feeling our boundaries are being Mm -hmm. um, compromised and recognizing our boundaries. And often that's when, you know, something just is bugging us and it just doesn't go away. And and it's like, well, we need to, perhaps we need to address that. So starting with that and also starting with the kinds of roles that we often play Mm -hmm. in relationships. I mean, I'm, I, I tend to be a rescuer and so, <laughs> so, you know, I can get myself caught up in that and, and and that sort of thing. So I think once we kind of see our, you know, our, the boundaries that we feel are being crossed, our own behaviours, then it's a really good way, a really good starting point for thinking about how we then might communicate what we need. So, yes, I see communication is immensely important and it's something that I... I'm thinking about all the time and researching all the time. And I think it's going to be a lifelong learning, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's skills we can always develop and practice.
0: Yeah. Cause uh, we don't, just cause we correct one, sometimes we overcompensate another one. Right. So we have to keep going with the flow and learning how to be more communicative, you know, and even yes. if somebody says, Oh, it's you. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I confess some of it's mine, but what what's your part in this? You know, kind of thing without really pointing fingers, I guess. You know, yes, and
1: I think challenge. that that's the skill. Yeah, and it's it's not easy, and it, I mean, it's something I think communicating, um, in these in these situations is quite scary for a lot of people. Right. Um. Yeah, but I think we we can. The more we do it, the easier it gets, mm-hmm. and we're not going to always get it. You know, perfect. But it's it's the intention, I think, as you say, the intention. Right. It's it's about it's it's. There's, both of us have some responsibility in in this, and how right. can we come together in, in a in a win win in a win win yeah. way and
0: work through it. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So tell me a little bit about um how uh you're coaching now, and what kind of clients do you like to work with, and what are some of their challenges?
1: Sure, so. Currently, I'm coaching. It's primarily uh, one-on-one coaching, and I'm doing that uh, online. And mm-hmm. I'm doing that with people around the world. And yeah. so that is one of the beauties of Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the kinds of clients um, that I like to that I, I work with are, I guess, uh, what we've been describing: people who are just feeling. Are sort of stuck at work, so it might be right. that they they're just starting to feel a little bit bored, and they know that if they don't address that, that uh, things won't necessarily improve. Right. Or the range, or maybe they're just feeling really miserable. The point I had got to, so it might right. be just the beginnings. It might be oh gosh. And so, <laughs> so when I want to encourage, you know give people hope and encourage people that there's change we can make at any point, and it's very practical strategies that I've drawn from my research. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and I tend to, to, you know, working through practical exercises with people. And it's really, I guess, people who are probably at that point where they're thinking they want to do something practical. They want to make a bit of a change. So they kind mm-hmm. of have become aware of that. Mm-hmm. And um, really, my my part in the process is, is, is a guide, but it's around, as you know, as with right. most coaching, I'm not telling people what to do at all. I'm guiding them through a range of practical approaches that right. they would come up with their own way forward.
0: Right, yeah. And so can you share some stories, some successful stories or you've had with working with your client? Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> so, you don't have to give me
0: any names or anything. No, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it can so for example I was w- working with a woman who had been in her role for some time and it, it was perhaps not her ideal role and this is interesting because this is I often have clients in this situation it might be not their ideal role at the time or they're not yeah. you know so sure whether to stay or not for her she felt she it was good she had ch- a child at home so it was good hours mm-hmm. for, 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 for that and it But it lacked, um, for her, it it was, you know, lacked some interest. Uh, It was a fairly, and a lot of people coming to her all the time. Yeah. um, And, you know, to assist, Uh, it was a, yes. So for her, it was really looking for ways to just kind of reignite a bit of passion and give herself something in the job that was hers uh, because she was making, I guess certain sacrifices for a family, mm-hmm. and so for her it was we were exploring. Well, what are the things that you really enjoy doing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and both inside and outside work, and why? And that's mm-hmm. an exercise that I do with people, and it's a great exercise, uh, and and really looking at our motivations as well, and then just and really finding a way to integrate that a little bit more. So what she would do is the first thing that when she got to work she was generally there earlier than other people and so she carved out that first hour to just work on this particular project this is what she mm-hmm. you know this is what fed her and that became a discipline for her in, in some ways quite simple but it's very grounding and so the rest of the day other people had demands on her it, she'd had her time Mm -hmm. Um, And she also was looking at boundaries as well and ways of being able to manage these constant demands. Everybody's urgent, but how (laughs) how do you manage that? Because, you know, you can't always, it was, she was having to react all the time. So Mm -hmm. those two things in place meant that she felt she could stay in this role, enjoy it more, be more interested in it, engaged in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, and, and therefore, you know, moving forward from that sort of stuckness to feeling more hopeful and excited.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, well, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's always interesting when you work with somebody that they actually can just say, I'm going to stay here and work it out, or else I'm just, I'm out of here, you know? So, yes. Yeah. Yes. And
1: I think for me, um, that's something I really uh, want to help equip people with because for me, I eventually left that job that I was so miserable in. Mm-hmm. and it did, I was always kind of haunted by whether I should have left, you know, was yeah. there something I could, could have done, and it was a re, it was a, a kind of reactive response, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get out of the misery. but it wasn't a proactive choice to move somewhere else and I think if we can even if we're in a really tough situation find ways to be as proactive as we can and Mm -hmm. do what we can to find meaning and purpose and joy in that situation Mm -hmm. then we're going to feel good about that we may or may not stay in that job right but we we you know eventually maybe we leave Mm -hmm. or we don't it depends but if we do choose to leave that we want it to be more of a proactive decision right and I think that would have made me feel if I had been able to do that which Mm -hmm. is I would have I would I would have felt more ultimately more positive about it
0: right Mm -hmm. right because you're doing it by choice
1: not by feeling that I had no choice Right. exactly exactly that's right and I think that's a real key to what I'm w- wanting to convey to clients that you do have a choice and that's what comes out in the research right, you know, right. that the, the people who are really great at having fun at their jobs have this inherent sense that there is a choice there's always something they can do it might be really little might be yeah. you having a bad day you go for a walk around the block yeah. or it might be something like more uh, you know some, a large issue that they need to sit down with management or, or that sort of thing. But there's always a choice that we can make and there are, you know, there are tools.
0: Right, right. So do you have some tips or ideas that people can use right now? Um, Mm. You know, obviously you would like them to pick up the phone and talk with you, but, you know, sometimes people just need a couple of ideas to think about how can I correct this? So do you have a couple
1: of tips or ideas that you could share? Yes, certainly. So I think the first thing I would encourage is which what is what i've already mentioned is to Mm -hmm. take a pause and i think if i can get this across if this is the only message i ever get across (laughs) to anyone this is you know i still think it's really important because as i say when when we are stuck and feeling miserable we of we uh we can't see possibilities and that's it's a physiological response our brain can't when we're really stressed we're just in the here and now so if we give ourselves we step out whether it be taking a weekend off whether it be having really good conversation with a few friends whether it be uh you know uh coaching whatever it might be stop and pause you know there are there's something always something that can be done. that's what mm-hmm. I believe. So give yourself that time you know mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah, so I think that, that would be the first point. There's so many points I could make but another point too is and this is something that I do initially with clients and that came through in my research is to find ways to try and align what you're doing mm-hmm. with your particular priorities for work and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. and I guess some people call those values yeah so and and I know you know for you I, I can see kindness is <laughs> a, a huge value that you that you know guides you and your practice yeah. and so for you it might be you know finding ways to be kind in this situation right. um, I'll give you an example from one of my pieces of research I interviewed a woman who was in a job that was not her chosen profession And it was more of a necessity where she lived in a very rural part of New Zealand. And she was cleaning and she was cleaning rich people's houses. Right. And uh, she particularly didn't enjoy cleaning showers (laughs) and (laughs) scrubbing showers. No, you (laughs) that's
0: funny.
1: No. But she remembered something that her mother used to uh, say to her. And it's a saying you might be familiar with. A job's not worth doing unless you do it well. Mm-hmm. Not sure if you've heard that one. So um, that was something her mother used to say to her. Now my mother used to say that to me when I was yeah. doing my knitting, <laughs> and it meant I she would I hated it because she'd make me unpickle my bad knitting, <laughs> and um, yeah. I'd have to do it all again. But ultimately, I was happy because I did a, a better job. Mm-hmm. And and for this lady, she remembered that, and so she would clean those showers. best she possibly could Mm -hmm. and she knew that she did that job probably better than a lot of people you know that was something she had pride in and so she managed to align that value that was a value that she'd grown up with with this role that wasn't necessarily what she'd chosen right and that really helped her to enjoy her work more um and she actually was somebody who had a lot of fun at work and She'd do crazy things like wear socks of different colors and things like that just to make her laugh. And I don't know, she had lots of little strategies because she was often on her own. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would encourage you to have a little bit of a think about. You know, what, if you're feeling frustrated at work, what is important to you, Mm -hmm. um, both in terms of what's important in terms of enjoying work and what what are some really key values? Are there ways that, you know, you can align your work a little bit more with that and just... Mm -hmm yeah just to give yourself a little bit more of a sense of possibility and there might be small ways there might be some larger ways right you know, moving in directions in the company and so forth
0: right right yeah yeah, yeah we just have to I like you were saying when we're stuck we don't see the possibilities all we see is what's in front of us and we don't like it right yeah so yeah, um, that's right you know I when I started the kindness stuff I one of my sponsors he would say so exciting, Marilyn, just it's going to be so much fun. And he says, you know, when I'm due and I, uh, I what I do when I'm stuck, I go out and help somebody else. And he just said, um, I don't feel so stuck anymore or I'm having a bad day because I've uplifted somebody and therefore I'm uplifted myself. So that's kind of what he was he used to tell me. So I remember that a lot. It's OK, Marilyn, you have a rough day. OK, you can just say next. Or you could go do something about it, right? Or you could yeah. just say, go for, like you were saying, go for a walk around the park or something, you know, just yeah. to kind of get back into nature or something, do something different,
1: right? That's right. I think and I think even just the act of doing something is, yeah. is something, isn't it? You right. know, if you're just feeling really flat, really down, the act of it, you know, getting up, dressed or whatever (laughs) oh yeah going for a walk the act of doing something yes does bring us up I think we all know that from experience yes
0: yeah yeah I think you know like you were saying like your parents always say something and you remember it so either it was a positive or negative right but Mm -hmm. we can Mm -hmm. accept that or we can just say okay bye you're not here anymore bye (laughs)
1: yeah and have
0: have your own word or have a power sure. word, you know, like mine is next. Okay, something didn't work out, next.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Um, you know, so there's, I think there's lots of little great strategies that we can certainly use to help ourselves to move on. And of course, you know, when it's really complicated at work, um, you know, sometimes those little words don't really help us, right? But like you're saying, you just stop and say, okay, what can help me, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. And just having that that sense of hope, um,
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: people, you know, in my research, they had an inherent sense of hope. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm very hopeful. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I think. Yeah, life is challenging, mm-hmm. um, but I like that. I like that next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think I think it's great, and I think yeah, we do. Um, we there are things that you know we, we all have thoughts that can potentially hold us back, right? Um, and uh, and there might be something that someone said to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that they might just we don't know where they came from, yeah. and I think yeah, it's it is important again to pause around those thoughts and just you know. Think about, well, what what is that? It's a thought. It's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily real. Um, Is there truth to it? Is is there not? Uh, Someone... Man, a manager told me years ago when I'd st- I was starting out in my sort of work career uh, and I had to d- do trainings and, and she made a comment you're not a natural pub. you're not a natural public speaker are you Catherine <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I was like oh thank you for that um, <laughs> and so as you're know, stuck with me and you know that's a thought that I've had to okay that's a yeah. thought that comes to mind when I'm in these kind of context of public speaking Right, and to be able to see that objectively and examine it, yeah, and and ask, is there truth to that? And you know, in some, you know, in a way, there's truth. You know, yeah. I'm not a natural public speaker, but as anybody, yeah, you know, are we born as natural public speakers? Probably very few of us. <laughs> uh, and um, but. know, even sure there's room for improvement but I can keep learning and also I think it comes back to our values there too you know if we've got if we've got this sort of negative thought what is our value because my value really is helping people in this Mm -hmm. context get unstuck so really it doesn't if I if I fumble a little bit and say a few ums (laughs) it's actually my message that counts the most Right. right and so yeah, so there's, yeah, maybe a little bit of truth to that, but actually also there's, there's it's not, it's not yeah. really, um, you know, there's a lot, it's not true. And yeah. so that can help to diffuse the power of those thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. And true because, you know, just because like somebody hires you to be a coach to help them, they don't care how many ums you take, say they're looking <laughs> for somebody that is is willing and is able
1: to help them. Right. Yeah, that's true. And because I've, uh, in my, in my other company, I do do quite a few talks in companies and that sort of thing as well. So I'm often in that, in that sort of situation. But I really try and, you know, I kind of want to be real with them too. You know, just sure. because I'm an expert in this area doesn't mean that I I always have it right. and right. And, yes, that's right. And I think in coaching too, that's part of why I guess I'm very motivated in my coaching because I've had these ex- this experience <laughs> um, and and other experiences of, you know, being stuck. and. Right. So sharing that little bit, you know, with people, helps helps to, you know, humanize. Yeah, hopefully helps to humanize me. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, because people want to know who you are, and um, I don't know, just be yourself, right?
1: Yeah. If you can't
0: be yourself, then you know, never mind. Next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no. right, and I think, and I think that's a lot about. Uh, there's this idea of about being stuck and and finding a way forward and finding options and what I would encourage people to do and I encourage when I coach is to it's really about finding your way forward right yeah to, and and you know what is it that uh, is right for you in this situation and that doesn't mean that we don't think of others yeah but, and I think but I think most people actually are guided by values that that think that that consider others and want to make a difference and you know i i I do that in my observation Mm -hmm. um but yeah it 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 is it's about finding your road your journey
0: yeah yeah Mm.
1: absolutely so any final thoughts
0: or words uh catherine you'd like to share before we close off
1: well just uh it just really, I would just like to encourage people to, to be hopeful if they are in a situation where they're feeling stuck, they're feeling down, feeling miserable at work, burnt out, whatever it might be. <laughs> um, because that is really what I have found in my research and also in my life and working with others, um, that you know, people who are able to move forward in these situations are able to rouse themselves to a sense of hope. And mm-hmm. there is always something that you can, you can do
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, in, these, in these circumstances. Right. Right. So, yeah, I just like to like to encourage that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, is it, uh, is, is it okay with if it's okay with you just to let sure. people know that? Yeah. Um. Too. If if I do share uh, on my website um, a, a free PDF which outlines three steps to being happier in any <laughs> job. So right. if you'd like to to download that, that's free. Yeah. Um. That okay. you know. Yeah, it'd be great as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll post it on her post um, on um, org, and um, she will have a blog post there of all her content, and you can go there, too, or you can go directly to her website. So um, thank you for joining uh, me, Catherine, today. I so appreciate the conversation that we had. and. And let's get people unstuck. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our chat. Yeah. Thank you, Marilla. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Take care. Thank you so you too. much.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye.